Hello and good afternoon everybody. I trust that you're all having a good week. This is Scratch the Scripture. Welcome back. Now before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you guys in on some uh, format changes with hosting. Originally it was going to be me doing an episode and then Luke hosting an episode a different week. And we were going to switch back and forth, but Luke is going to um, take a more technical role in this podcast, whereas I will take a uh, full frontal hosting every week um, type dealio. So you guys are stuck with me until further notice. If you guys have any questions, contact us as you guys are the ones really driving the content here. And today's question is, will God still forgive habitual sin? If you simply want to just know the answer, feel free to listen. But if you are in a really deep rut right now in terms of habitual sin, stick around and we'll provide you with the resources you need to get out of it. So right off the bat, this question is a far more interpersonal question than last week's episode. And usually, pulling apart this question, usually when people ask this, they feel ashamed, yes, but they also feel cast out of God's plan entirely for them. Like, almost as if God has a certain group of people that he's willing to save. He has a certain bubble, right? And these people, they've done bad things, but they can be forgiven, right? Whereas you, you're just so dirty. You've, you've done horrible things and you've done, you've done them so many times. You're so far away from that bubble because you are so dirty and you can't be cleaned. If you feel like that, I just want to I want to let you know one very important thing, and that is that demons are real. I say this because demons hate you, and they hate it especially when you try to get closer to the Lord. When you sin, you feel dirty and you feel ashamed. But demons will take these ideas and they will blow them out of proportion. They will put things in your head like, you are too far gone. Uh, God hates you. There's no coming back from this. There's no hope. You may feel ashamed, though, and that is good. That means the Holy Spirit is working through you. And you, you may want to run from God at this point, but don't. You, you don't want to rehash Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they were ashamed of what they did, and they ran and they hid from God. But don't. Because this is the time where you need God the most. I mean, don't get me wrong, you need God all the time. But this is where you're really feeling that strong sense of pull from the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know what you guys listen to on a daily basis, but I absolutely love sermon jams. Alright, and in particular, there's this one very fiery theologian out there with the name of Matt Chandler. And I was watching a video of his once. It was about forgiveness. And he, he talks specifically on a passage from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 through 8. Are you listening? It goes like this. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he leaves it off there. And in the Sermon Jam, he really likes that word lavish. He, he talks about how God's forgiveness for us is lavished on us. And I, I looked up the definition of the word lavish, and it says to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on. It means that what you're given, 
is wealthy, it's exuberant, it's luxurious, it's absolutely insane, and there's oceans and oceans of forgiveness. You are absolutely inundated with it. God's forgiveness is overflowing, and what this means is that you are not outside of God's bubble. You're not outside of his reach. You are never out of bounds. I don't know if you are a part of this pack, but there are a certain group of people out there that will simply take that answer that I've already given, and they'll run with it. They, they might have already clicked off this video right now, right? There, there are so many people that I've come across that ask me, will God forgive my sins? And I respond with, yes, but... And before I finish explaining, they just walk away thinking, oh, well, that's great. That's wonderful. I can be forgiven. And, and they use that to justify their future actions. I know this because I was exactly the same way, constantly committing the same sin over and over without repentance. It, it's hard to get out of. And it is not good in any stretch of the imagination, but it's normal. It, it shouldn't be normal, but we have to realize that we live in a fallen world and everybody goes through this. Everybody stumbles. And that's the horrible, horrible truth about sin. It's so hard to run away from, and I know this is going to sound uh, hard to hear, but the reason why sin has power over us is because we love it. We love sin. We love it so much. And if we didn't love it in some capacity, then it wouldn't have any power over us. And when we love something, it can be very easy to get addicted to. This world is filled with so many temptations like drugs and, and uh, sexual relations or lying to get out of a situation or pride to make yourself feel good. Christians and non-Christians stumble all the time. But we cannot give up and make these sins become a habit. Out of all the chapters that the Bible really has to offer, Romans 7 really hits home with the inner struggles that people deal with on a daily basis. And an interpersonal question like this needs an interpersonal answer. If you have not read it, read it. I heavily recommend it to you. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes all throughout Romans 7 about the struggles that he goes through every day. And, and this man, he was a wretch in every way imaginable. You could just look at him and know that he was surely going to hell. Paul himself was a Christian killer and a habitual one at that. He hated Christ and everybody that stood for him. So what happened to him to make him such a holy man of God? This is where the rubber really meets the road. When us as Christians feel tempted by sin, if our first instinct isn't to hide from it and we're actively seeking to stop habitual sin, then our next instinct is to fight it and wrestle it to the ground by ourselves. But the honest truth is Satan is far smarter than us and far stronger, and he will do anything in his will to twist you right? So what do we do in essence? Well, the only thing we really can do, we need to get Jesus right in the fight or else we won't win. We need to run to him. We need to distract ourselves with 
good things and dwell on those holy things. We need to grab a hold of people that we are close to and embrace ourselves, and we need to pray to God most of all. Fighting against habitual sin is extremely difficult. It's like fighting an uphill battle. And I hope I provided you with the tools that you would need to overcome this if you are struggling. And if there is one thing to take home today from this episode, it is that the Lord knows your struggles and he will never abandon you. You are never outside of God's bubble. I'm glad I could answer your question. If you enjoyed what you have heard today, then go to anchor.fm slash scratch the scripture for more episodes. And feel free to shoot us a question at scratchthescripture at gmail.com for this series. Tune in next Sunday as we answer the question, why did God take so long to send Jesus? And remember, we're only just beginning to scratch the scripture.